This episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast is brought to you in part by In His Image Apparel. In His Image is a lifestyle brand reflecting the internal Christ impact externally through fashion and philanthropy. They provide quality clothing with a life-affirming message. This Christmas season, celebrate the word becoming flesh with 10% off all tees and free U.S. shipping. Follow them on Facebook at facebook.com slash IHI Apparel today. What's going on, Geeks? It is episode 110 of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with LJ Lowry. What's up? And and that's it. That's just me and you, man. Crickets. <laughs> Shelly and Joe were not able to make it for this episode, but don't worry. It is not our final episode of the year. We're going to have one next week. It's kind of like a yearly roundup. Favorite movies, video games, TV, probably maybe anime. Yeah. Sounds like anime- a good idea. Anime would cool because would be cool because I've been watching a lot more anime this year. So yeah, definitely. We can talk about that. Uh, so we're very excited about that. Shelly and Joe will be here for that. But yeah. we do have a good podcast today as well. Uh, where we talk about Overkill's The Walking Dead. That's my <laughs> that's my best Walking Dead TV show announcement. Like the voice. like the narrator. <laughs> yeah. Or the uh, trailer guy. <laughs> it's probably awful, but I did my best. Uh, your favorite toys become movies and more. Black Lightning, which makes me think of the Grease Lightning song from... Uh, Grease Lightning. Go, Grease Lightning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> special shout out to our Patreon, Scott Phillips, at patreon.com slash Grace. We appreciate you. Uh, and, of course, we have some Twitter discussion questions to get into. Uh, yep. Getting deep right off the bat here, too. Assad asks, as a Christian, when a person is being or been bullied, like the young kids who committed suicide and the boy who came out and said he was being bullied, is it biblically, not culturally, okay to fight back when they are picking on and teasing you as an individual? I'll just, I'll let you have this one, LJ. Okay, yeah, well, I mean, I definitely have experience with this. Um, So, back in the day, um, you know, what Assad means by culturally is uh, that, you know, in culture, a lot of people say, hey, if you're getting bullied, like, you know, fight back, like, Right. Um, which, like, you know, like in the question, he's like, you know, is it, is it right at, at all? Um, and um, first of all, from my own experiences, I was bull- I was being bullied in the sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd been going to my parents about it, you know, just, you know, crying about it, whatever. And eventually they, they said, fight back, you know, like kick his butt. <laughs> and so, yeah. which was not <laughs> the right thing to do. But I went and I fought back and... You know, of course, they did all the school stuff, you know, suspensions and all that. Um, But it definitely wasn't the right thing to do. Um, My opinion would be, you know, um, I don't want to just say confront the situation because the situation could could vary. Um, What I would say is uh, maybe fight, maybe fight back against bullying by maybe becoming part of like some anti-bullying awareness group or or just find a way to give back to that people to those people who have the same struggle as you or the the other people or kids who are currently being bullied as well. So maybe find a way to, to give back and fight against bullying that way somehow. Yeah. Yeah. That's my opinion. I, uh, I can't remember the name of the pastor, but it reminds me of a quote that I heard that was basically like, uh, the things that you go through, uh, God will use to make your platform. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, and so that kind of, Kind of the same thing that you're saying. 
Yeah. I. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, yeah, like with with that quote, like, you know, I've took my struggles with drug addiction and stuff like that and all that, you know, that I'd overcome years ago and that became my platform. So, you know, if you're right. being struggling with being bullied, you know, make, you know, let God use that for you to be, you know, part of the anti-bullying movement and maybe make that your platform to to share the gospel and let, let these other kids and people know that they're that they are loved. Yeah. So, uh, as far as biblically goes, uh, I don't, I know there are a lot of Christians out there that are pacifists, meaning that they don't believe in violence whatsoever. Uh, I look at things like Luke 22, 36 says, uh, you have a purse, take it. And also a bag. And if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. Uh, <laughs> and, it didn't seem when Paul cuts the ear off that soldier to him, that seemed like the right thing to do. So it doesn't, uh, when I, when I look at the scriptures, it doesn't look like Jesus was against defending yourself. Right. But that's going into biblically. I'm saying that you, uh, I, I don't think you are, it's against the rules biblically, I guess to fight back. Uh, but I'm going to go into the culturally because I think LJ is right. That culturally right now, if you're being bullied, um, I think the turn the other cheek is the better way to go. Um, I think it shows a lot more strength to not fight back. Uh, I think it takes a lot more strength to like kill them with kindness. Yeah. Uh, and show them that it doesn't bother you. Uh, and I know that could be really hard because for a lot of people it does bother them. Uh, yeah. You know, it didn't like it. We don't know the situations at all whatsoever. Um, but if you can get into it and be like. You know, someone's calling you names or something. And you're actually, uh, yeah, I'm working on it or something like that. It really <laughs> throws those people off. Yeah. Um, and so that that would be my, what I'd say, as far as um, bullying goes and, you know, as far as the Bible goes, I guess. Uh, I don't think that you are in trouble for fighting back, but I don't think it's the uh, best way to solve the issue. Yeah, that, that's a perfect way to describe it, for sure. Well, yeah. Uh, very interesting question. And it's, I I find it kind of, uh, I never really thought about the fact that Geeks Under Grace, we're all geeks. Uh, and so we are kind of that misfit. And yeah. there are a lot of our demographic that uh, does get bullied. Yeah, that's true. I never really thought about that until you just said that. And even that Twitter question at first, to me, that was... I was like, wow, how do you, how do you go about answering that? But, you know, after some thought, you know, I I mean, I really like our thoughts on it. One thing that I can say, if you're, if you're being bullied for your geekery, the things that you like that no one else does, uh, just kind of watch what culture is doing right now. And (laughs) the things that you like are becoming popular. Yeah. Your uh, anime, you know, that you might be made fun of is becoming bigger and bigger every day in America. Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's comic sure. books yeah i mean people were making fun of her comic books back in the day and dungeons and, and dragons and both of those are huge right now they're taking over theaters right yeah we'll be talking <laughs> about dungeons and dragons a little bit later yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh then kentucky guy 07 uh directs this a little bit towards me i know yeah. you talked a little bit about it on last week's podcast but what's your thoughts on agents of shield this season i've always loved the show but the season has been way too different I think it could have gone in a much better path. Have you watched Agent Shield yet at all? I have not. I this think I caught up to like season 
two or three or something. Okay. It was pretty close because I wanted to get to the Ghost Rider stuff, yeah. but I never did. Uh, I got I got pretty far into it though. That first season's pretty good, and then it got really bad. Yeah, like after the whole Winter Soldier stuff, it's like they had to. I feel like they the Marvel movies put them into a hole because they're like, okay, well, how do we do this now since Shield isn't really a thing anymore? Right. Uh, so, the Ghost yeah. Rider stuff is amazing. I I like this season, but I'm really bummed that. I, I don't I, I don't want to get into too much spoilers, but I really don't like the direction <laughs> that they went with it. Uh, man, I really can't say a whole lot without like completely ruining the first few couple episodes. Uh, yeah, it's like setting... I, rem- I remember you saying something off, you know, off recording, but it's like I don't know if that's like a spoiler or not. Yeah, so <laughs> it's. I, I think they could have done a lot better. I think they could have tied it a lot more to the more cosmic part of Marvel's universe. Uh, there's a guy that you see in the commercials in the very first part of the episodes, first few episodes, that looks a lot like Star-Lord. Yeah, I remember seeing that. He's got that almost, I think they're called Reavers or something. I can't remember yeah. what they're called, uh, that Star-Lord is. And he's not in any way connected to that thus far. Huh. Uh, it's just like in costume only. And I was like, that's really lame. Oh, that is weird. And you could have connected it really well. And they, they decided not to do it. Uh, yeah. And like, that's only a little piece of it. Uh, the, I, I, give me a second. Let me clarify my thoughts. Um, <laughs> well, are they not trying to connect with the movies anymore? This season isn't. Oh. This season can't connect with the movies right now. Yeah, well, what about the Ghost Rider stuff? Did they connect with the movies during that? or? In a way, because the Ghost Rider, uh, and this is going to be spoilery, but that's last season. You should have seen it by now. Yeah. Uh, the portals that were used for the Ghost Rider stuff uh-huh. were the same portals they were using for Doctor Strange. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. And yeah, like, like, that's Mephisto all I need for connections. Stuff like that. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'm used to, like, I know I'm never going to see Star-Lord yeah. in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But so those little those little Easter eggs are enough for me for this character to have been uh, one of those things that uh, Star Lord is. Yeah, like part of that like clan, I guess that would have been really really cool to me. Uh, and so I just I'm really really unhappy with where they're at right now. Uh, I hope that they kind of go back to uh, Earth, I guess, <laughs> and connect the movies again because right now it's so far. Uh, removed from the huh. movies and that's what i liked about shield huh yeah that i mean that's what was supposed to be the, the intent of the show right uh, that said besides my me not liking the setting uh it does seem really very well done and i have really enjoyed this season for what it is huh that's cool yeah uh so i hope that answered the questions a little bit better <laughs> kentucky uh if they haven't then tweet me again and I'll just start tweeting you stuff, and we can get a little bit deeper. Uh, yeah. I don't want to like spoil it on on the podcast. Yeah, no, that's cool though, because I'm I'm sure a lot of other people would want to know your thoughts on it. So yeah, definitely, it was cool to expand on that for sure. Yeah, and I'm hoping I think with what I've said, uh, he can kind of if he's watching it, which he is, uh, he'll know what I'm talking about, and he'll know what I'm disagreeing with and agreeing with. <laughs> but uh, yeah, from that. We're going to do things a little strangely, but it'll seem familiar. LJ, we'll talk about what you're geeking out about 
and then you can go ahead and get into the gaming news afterwards. Okay. Um, so yeah, um, for geeking out, I got a couple things here. Uh, something I've been sharing in the chat over the past couple weeks is uh, I've been reading this or listening to on Audible to this book called Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. Mm-hmm. And it's from a journalist uh, who works at Kotaku. His name is Jason Jason Schreier. And uh, okay. it's called uh, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. Um, and basically uh, what it is is um, he goes into like the hardships of game development and all that. And so each chapter covers a certain game and company. So there was one, the first, uh, the first company that they talked about is actually a part, part of the news. I'll get to the later, I'll get to later. Um, but that's Obsidian Entertainment. They talk about the developer of Stardew Valley and they all talk and he talks about these people or in, and gets quotes from them from like interviews and stuff. And so, uh, Shelly was geeking out a little bit because uh, I was telling her some stuff they were talking about with Dragon Age Inquisition and the development of those games. Um, and even though what I, what was really cool is that uh, so I did um, interview Yacht Club a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and so I found out through that book that the guy that I talked to Dave, um, David D'Angelo he was actually one of the five guys that founded um, Yacht Club Games. He said five guys, and I immediately went to Burgers. <laughs> well, yeah, there's <laughs> there's uh, there's five people. There's there's these five guys. They worked for WayForward, uh, who made the Shantae games and all that stuff. Um, but they wanted to go do something different. And, uh, so they made Yacht Club games and that, and that's how Shovel Knight was born. Um, but I just thought it was really cool. Like, I was like, wow, I didn't know it at the time, but this guy I was talking to was one of the founders. Right. Um, so that was really cool. If you haven't played Shovel Knight yet, go play Shovel Knight. Yes, play Shovel Knight. That's the, the, what I learned through that book about their story is really awesome. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a really good book. I've been listening to it on Audible. I got a subscription. You get one free credit a month, mm-hmm. and so I got a couple books. Like, I got Way of Kings because I know Shelley's been talking about that a lot. So I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna see what this is about. And then Dune has been a running reference on here as well, uh, thanks to Joe. And so I got Dune as an audiobook, and I was like, huh? and then I thought, well, I'm gonna get this one. So that has been really cool to explore. That's and then um, another thing I've been watching and slash playing is um i've been watching a uh, dragon ball super on verve yeah me too yeah i i was so stoked when i found out the the dub was on there i was like yes i can watch it now because like i understand like you know sometimes subtitles are are better than dubbed but with dragon ball z and all that stuff they've kept the same voices throughout the years and so just right. the voices on these characters are and we grew up with the English. yeah and it's different yeah and you, you, I guess, yeah, and because I grew up with the dubs. Um, but I've really been liking it. Um, they just put them out on Verve, the first 45 episodes. And mm-hmm. so what they're going to do is uh, they're going to put the next 13 of them, after they air on Toonami, they're going to put that 13 episodes. And then as they keep going, every 13 they're going to put on Verve. Cool. But How I far really have like you gotten? It. I've only watched about four episodes. Um, yeah, so I've... I've watched maybe a couple more than you have, but I'm still whenever he's fighting with Beerus. Mm-hmm. Uh, because basically what they do for like the first story arc is they rehash Battle of the Gods. Yeah. And which I like. I think because... the next season is supposed to be Resurrection F2. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. That would be kind of cool because it's almost like they were testing the waters with, with those two movies to see to mm-hmm. see if the fans really wanted more Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, okay, well, those were basically like pilots almost. So now we 
we can put our real take on it. And I, d- I would say, too, uh, don't hear that and think, oh, I've seen Battle of the Gods. I don't need to watch season one. Uh, they've given a lot of context to Beerus. Yes, I, I really like Beerus as, as a, I, like, I don't know, based on Battle of the Gods, it's like, I can't say if he's a villain or not, but he is a villain. Uh, yeah. But he's like one of my favorites, I think, just because even Vegeta's scared of him. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. if Vegeta's so scared of him, you know he's deadly. And so, uh, yeah, he's like, just so feared. But he's in such the movie, a silly. It was yeah. almost it was a game for him and Goku. Yeah. And in this show, so far, anyways, uh, you can kind of tell that Goku knows the threat a little bit more. Yeah. And that Beerus is like, I am going to destroy your Earth. Like, yeah. It's going to happen. And yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, oh, I, I need to fight you for real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where in so the movie, that's... it seemed like they were just like, he was just a grumpy cat. Yeah. Uh, that was ready to destroy the world because he was unhappy. And then Goku yeah. had to stop him because it was two kids playing. And then one of them got hit too hard and got mad. Yeah. It, it's so funny because it's like, you know, Beerus is such like a, he's almost comical, like in mm-hmm. a way. Because it's like, you know, he's so silly, but then you're like, you can't call him that because he's going to destroy your world. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so I've, I've, I've really enjoyed it. I love the context it's gotten. Because uh, I, so far, I'm not past where that movie is. Yeah, I'm not either. I think I'm getting there because I'm, I'm getting to where Goku does have the Super Saiyan God stuff and they are fighting. Okay, cool. So yeah. I'm probably a little bit further than you, but not much. I think I just watched, I think the last thing I watched was them on... Uh, what's his face's planet? The little planet. Oh, King uh, Kai. King Kai's planet. Yeah. yeah. And there he gets into Super Saiyan three. One thing, I I love how much of a direct sequel this is. Yeah. To the Majin Buu saga, and I forgot how much I love, uh, Go uh, Goten and Trunks. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Especially Gotenks. He even gets in there a little bit um, when Beerus shows up, and it's just so funny. Like. Yeah, they're, def- they're definitely good comic relief. There, I have them um, on my shelf in my office. Um, oh, Go yeah. Tanks, I guess them, him. Yeah, because uh, Go Tanks is one person, but that fusion yeah. is so cool to me. Yeah, it's cool because they they even recently added him. To, uh, we'll talk about more of that later, but uh, to the Dragon Ball Fighters. Yeah, uh, he was one of the newer character announcements, so they're, I'm glad they're gonna have him in there as Go Tanks. Yeah, Go Tanks. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, Fusion, yeah. ha! <laughs> yeah, um, Dragon Ball Super's been really good, it's and been so because super. of that, I've been playing Dragon Ball Z Universe Two. Okay. On the Sw- I've been playing it on the Switch because uh, I beat the snot out of it on PS4, and then um, I want to test- play on Switch. It plays really good, actually. Um, the only okay. thing is because of the combat. Like if I'm playing handheld, like my hands get a little cramped sometimes, depending right. on how how stressful the battle is. But overall, it's pretty solid. And it's just, like, the graphics and everything, the gameplay is, like, super smooth. Nice. But but that was my purpose for getting Xenoverse 2 on the Switch, because um, I wanted to see what it was like to play a game that was straight off of the PS4. Right. So well, that's been a we've good heard experience. about the W, the WWE or whatever game that is. That oh, yeah. Just awful on the Switch. <laughs> yeah, apparently they, yeah, it's been terrible. It's, it's interesting, because you get, like, Doom doing great, and then you get that. Yeah, and yeah even Rocket almost... League... Rocket League is cool, even though it's a little bit low res and the textures are a little bit like less detailed. Right. Rocket League is still amazing on the Switch. Playing super smooth. Yeah. yeah, a lot of 
mainstream articles I saw were like dissing the Switch because of the WWE game, and I was like, oh yeah, no, it's just the game. Like, yeah, it's not the it console. really is. <laughs> like even Doom apparently has like a lower resolution, and it's a little bit like it's not quite as detailed, but apparently it still plays really good. Yeah, which yeah. I mean, you're playing those on a handheld. <laughs> they better console. play good. It's amazing. Yeah, it it's really cool. Like that, it's been so surreal. Like playing that thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's been my Dragon Ball experience. Like it, it feels like so much nostalgia. So it's like, oh, like it's bringing me right back in. Um. So the final uh piece that I've been geeking out about, uh, I won't say spoilers, but I did get to see the Last Jedi today. I'm I'm glad you're not saying spoilers. You'd have to. What? Uh, we'd we'd have to fire you. Oh. <laughs> I, would, I would go to the higher up and be like, hey, LJ said this thing. No, I won't. <laughs> I would never do inappropriate that. on the podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would never do that. Um, but yeah, I got to see The Last Jedi today. Um, awesome. So, um, I don't know how... Oh, cool. I don't know how I will go... I won't go deep into my thoughts about it. Um, I will say that I thought it was a great movie. Mm-hmm. It may not be for everybody because... I, everybody has certain expectations and right. but it's it's a great movie and it's very self-contained it's it's really cool oh, that's all i'm gonna say um but i want to say scale of uh something super not funny i don't know what? avengers being the middle ground and guardians of the galaxy 2 being the highest how funny is it oh huh Interesting. Because I've heard uh, the humor is almost off-putting. The humor is great, I think. Okay. <laughs> the, the humor works. Like, it's not it's not over the top. Like, I haven't okay. seen Thor yet, so I can't speak to the humor in that. Right. But I said, I think it was just enough, like, with certain things. Okay, cool. Because they didn't really have a like lot of characters humor. that could be the comic relief, so. Cool. Uh, but I will say that uh, what was really cool is... Uh, we went. I went with my church, uh, so I'm on facility staff at my church, and so uh, instead of a Christmas party, we usually go to like this nice like country club place and have dinner. But this year, they decided that they wanted to pay for us to go see the movie and pay for concessions. So we got to see That's the movie cool. and and do that. And then we they took us to lunch afterwards to this pizza place. Um, so it was really cool to do that as a church. And to me, like. That's what Geeks Under Grace is all about. Like, that's what we want is for, you know, churches to be able to go to movies like Star Wars or Avengers and be able to geek out and, you know, like. Right. To be no dividing line between that, like, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought it was really cool to look at it that way. Sweet. Um, So, yeah, Last Jedi, good movie. Go see it. Good. I can't Um, wait to watch it. Yeah, it, it, it was cool. Um. So now we will get into the gaming news. And so back to Dragon Ball. <laughs> uh, so the Dragon Ball Fighters open beta release date has been announced for right. January 14th and 15th. Is that and open then, beta? So it's free, right? Yes, open beta is for everybody. Um, people who pre-ordered the, the game get to play a day early. So they get it the 13th. Okay. Uh, through the 15th. And so... Oh, that means... I think I did pre-order it, so I might get to play it um, nice. a day early. <laughs> so basically, um, so Dragon Ball Fighters is that 2D fighting game that's been that looking looks really good. Amazing. Shelly and I got to play it at PAX. It was really awesome. 
we talked about that um, the weekend we were we were doing that, uh, but it was super smooth, super fun. It looks like the anime. Yeah, it really does. Specifically, <laughs> it looks like Dragon Ball Super, and that yes. should be specified because Dragon Ball Super has these really weird dark dark lines over the characters. They um, do. They do have a weird style. Like, it's like I don't know how to explain edges. it. Yeah, and maybe um, it's because we're such used to the old animation. Yeah. I, I really appreciate that though, and so in Dragon Ball Fighter Z, like it looks so close to that. Yeah, it's it's gonna look super smooth, um, but I'm super stoked for it. I actually will be reviewing that in January. Cool. But basically, uh, so yeah, that'll come out. So if anybody's interested or even thinking about it, it's a free download. So there you go. Right? Is that all consoles or just? Oh, I didn't look. Uh, I bet it'd be all, all consoles. I, I don't see why it wouldn't be, because it's coming to PS4, Xbox, and PC. Okay. And even though I have a beast of a PC now, I still got it on PS4, because that's just... Right. Like, my thing. It's like, I want to play it on a console. Um, but, so yeah, that's Dragon Ball. And then the um, second piece of news, which is pretty um, pretty interesting to me, because me and my buddies play a lot of Payday, too, is um, Overkill's new game, The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, comes out um, fall 2018, and they did a tra- uh, they put a trailer out a couple weeks ago, and it was for all these characters in this game are new characters. They're not from a comic, the comic or TV show, uh, but it's going to be set in Washington D.C. Yeah, and I think Aiden is the character they showed uh, for the first trailer. It'll and, be really uh, interesting. I just thought about this. If it's canon to the show, which yeah. I don't know if it will be or not. Uh, they were on their way to Washington. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so if everything goes wrong in this game and Washington's completely destroyed, that'll be really crazy if they ever made it there. And then yeah, they really, oh yeah, it's messed up. That would be kind of cool to. They didn't go to Washington for a reason though. I can't remember. I well, think they just. I like, know. I know. Gave um, up for some reason. Yeah, because when they met up with, um, I can't remember the names off the top of my head because it's been so long since I've seen it, but. When they introduced the new characters, the newer characters. This was characters. seasons ago, so. Yes, yeah, exactly. I can't remember. I don't know if it was like Abraham or somebody or. I can't remember the names. Don't don't quote me on that. Uh, but I remember that other group of characters were going to Washington. And then that was whenever they ended up at the. Because Eugene like, lied. I think that's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Eugene, actually. Yeah, he Eugene was. He made up a was, whole story. And when he that, told them that, they gave up on it. Yeah, that they that he had a cure or they knew there, there was a cure there or something. Yeah. Um, so yeah that's what happened so i think it would be interesting to for them to take that and be like okay they didn't go to washington and it's probably a good thing because this is why yeah this is what's happening (laughs) in washington yeah so i think that'd be really cool but but the big thing is is that um when they teased the other characters for this game they they showed the one trailer but they have an image up that shows the others cool um but they haven't put the trailers out there yet uh but payday 2 is a four-player co-op like yeah. style game and so this walking dead game is going to be along those same lines a co-op walking yeah dead survival. Four, four player co-ops cool. yeah uh, it's not confused with uh they had another game that just got a trailer called gtfo which obviously it's a terrible acronym but um <laughs> that one they keep saying from payday 2 devs but that one is from a former devs i think okay so that's the story with that. I'm really excited for that game because me and my buddies, like, a couple years ago, we played that game, like, all summer for a couple yeah. months straight, and we, like, tore it up. And then so 
around the holidays, like for about a month now, we started getting back into it. And so we've been playing it again. <laughs> cool. Um, so yeah, we're excited for that because we know when that drops, we're going to be playing that too. Um, and so for our final piece of gaming news, we have this thing about Obscene Entertainment uh, saying that their next game won't have loot boxes. And uh, Obsidian Entertainment, you might know from Fallout New Vegas. Yeah. Um, they also developed, I think, Not to the Old Republic 2, uh, the Star Wars game. Yeah, right. Um, but uh, their huge hit recently has been Pillars of Eternity, which is an old-school style tactical RPG. And uh, I think that why this is a new big news article is that uh, 2K Games said that in their future games there were going to be loot boxes. But uh, this smaller, uh, this smaller uh, Ranch. offshoot of their company is like a small indie games publishing section of it. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're publishing, I think, Pillars of Eternity two, which is coming out next year. And so Obsidian Entertainment had to tell everybody, "Hey, look, because we're technically part of two K, we're not going to have loot boxes in our next game." Cool. Um, so I think right. they had they had to clear the air there, which uh, with all that controversy, you know. Right. It's almost like everybody's having to put out official statements. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of like an NFL and the National Anthem. People had to put official statements out when that happened. So this is basically what they've been doing for loot boxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's um, totally but, the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> in, in a way. It's controversy. Right. Um, but uh, Obsidian Ent- Entertainment was the first chapter of that book that, I, that I've been listening to. And uh, they had a pretty cool story. Because they went from old school RPGs, um, I think Black Isle was the former company that a bunch of these guys worked for. Then they did some other they did some other stuff for some publishers, and then they were in they were in some financial needs and stuff, and they went to Kickstarter and developed uh, Pillars of Eternity because um, so many people backed it, and so that's why Pillars of Eternity is pretty hot now. Okay, so it was a pretty cool story behind them. So that's why that news article. Uh, felt important to me anyway <laughs> i mean anything not doing loot boxes is important <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah for sure i it's almost worrisome because you gotta think like that is how a lot of these companies are making their money yeah and you gotta pay employees like video games are expensive to make yeah and, and that's that's one thing i've been learning uh, from that book uh, that i've been listening to right there's so it's such a broad range of development styles in there too uh-huh but uh for loot boxes, it's that's how they're making their money because things like GameStop, they're taking a lot of money from the used products and things like that. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to find a way to sell these games other than just sixty dollars a pop. Right. Yeah. How do you how do you finance it beyond that? You know, they do DLCs yeah. and they do these loot boxes. Um, but loot boxes so far just don't seem to be the best way to go. And I don't <laughs> yeah. want them to be. Like, could you imagine if you got Zelda and then? Your costume choices were dependent on loot boxes. Yeah, and that would suck too, especially if they actually had stats on them. Right. Uh, which I think Shadow of War kind of does that a little bit, but you don't need you don't need to buy those. Like for things like Overwatch and games like that, if they're cosmetic, I'm totally cool with that because if I get if I get a cool hat from this box, then yeah, I'm gonna yeah. use it. But if it's something like Battlefront to where it's pay to win, then that's a problem. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah, we discussed our woes on Battlefront a couple a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm worried because I'm super excited about Anthem. Uh, yeah, really hoping they don't have loot boxes because it's EA. That w- yeah, that would be terrible because that's a Bioware game too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm excited for Anthem. I don't. That's super random. I really want that game. Yeah, but that, <laughs> anyway. that's gonna be like the next Destiny too. So it's like yeah. I understand why people would be worried. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, loot boxes. Um, for the poll list, we have a few things here. Um, we have Brawlout coming to the Switch. Follow that this week. Out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, it's basically a Smash like. It looks pretty cool. Um, I haven't played it yet, but been seeing. I love that a Smash like is coming out on the Switch before a Smash. Before Bros. Smash, game. yeah. At least it'll meet your needs. It's kind of like uh, how Brawlhalla is on PS4. Yeah. So it's uh, like, at least it's going to meet some needs for now. We consider Brawlhalla fan, uh, friends of ours. Go play Brawlhalla. It's so much fun. Yes, it is. It's such a crazy loony game. Yeah, it's it's awesome. We got to play with the with the, with the devs la- uh, this last year. It was cool. Yeah, they're wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then another, another on the list is uh, Life is Strange Before the Storm, Episode 3, which it is, I BTS, believe... BTS, and I thought that was behind the scenes. <laughs> I feel real dumb. <laughs> that's funny <laughs> um, yeah I suppose I should have put the whole thing but no it's totally fine if you said it I was like oh that makes more sense <laughs> oh that's great um, in a way it kind of is because it's a prequel so yeah there um, you go it is behind the scenes maybe they yeah, that think, on purpose I think that's a um, I think that's the final episode because I think uh, the first Life is Strange had like five uh-huh. and so this one I think only has three so I think I believe this is the last one. Huh? And then um, I tried to go without putting PUBG news on the show notes this week, but it's like uh, Flaro. Yeah, on <laughs> on December twentieth. <laughs> on December twentieth, I believe you guys will be listening to this um, at the time. It will be live out of early access on PC. Okay. Um, it will officially be released. Yeah. Which is odd. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, It's been out for is it a year, two years? It's been about a year, yeah. That's crazy. Uh, and, and now so, it's releasing. Yeah, basically, I guess they decided it's feature complete, and they're done. Well, they're not done with it, but I guess they feel like it's improved enough to be out of access. Cool. But the Xbox One, however, is riding the struggle bus pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, dipping, dipping frame rates, uh, stuff not loading in. And uh, I actually got a copy of it myself. Um, I guess I didn't really put it in my geeking out list because it's kind of sad. But uh, <laughs> literally, when I dropped into the map, there was still like houses and things like that still loading while I was on the ground. Wow! And so, and so when I went back to that spot later, because the game actually crashed on me, and I and I loaded back in, and it said, "Hey, this session's still going. Do you want to join?" I said, yeah, those houses better be loaded by now. <laughs> and so I went, and they were fine. So I was like, okay. So they just needed to load in. Um, That's but I believe crazy. Joe says if you turn off your capture settings, like the recording stuff that you can do, like he says it runs a lot better. But I haven't tried it. I think I'm just going to wait till they patch things up on that. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then the final piece uh, from the uh, pull list is tiny metal is a advanced wars clone uh-huh 
Um, which they actually delayed this because Joe put it in the poll poll list a couple weeks ago. Uh, there was some controversy, uh, supposedly that the developer was using money that was being funded from another game to to put this out. Oh, okay. Or or vice versa. I don't remember exactly, but apparently the dust is settled on that. I don't know the whole details of that, but now Tiny Metal is a thing. Huh. Um, I know it had plans to come to the consoles and PC. I didn't see exactly what the platforms were, but this is finally coming out, and it looks cool. Yeah, it looks pretty... Yeah. I actually saw it at PAX, but we didn't go look at it. <laughs> okay. It was so packed. It was right there in the mega booth. <laughs> yeah. But um, mega that's booth. it for the... Lots of lots of indie games. Oh, yeah. There was... There was that place... That path was packed. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's it for the... Um, for the pull list and the gaming news. So, I guess we're going to movies now. Yeah, I'll actually I'll get into what I'm geeking out about, and then I'll oh, get that's right. all this. Yeah. Everything's weird. Uh, that's <laughs> totally fine. Um, I, I actually got the... So I bought the whole season pass for Zelda. Oh, and I For whatever reason, I didn't realize that the Ballad of Champions was part of that season pass. Oh, yeah. Um, until a few days ago. But got to play it, <laughs> and I'm super happy with this DLC. Is it story DLC? I You can't really call it story DLC. Um, because it's not, there are cutscenes. there's more voice <laughs> acting and that's been cool. So you get the more memories, huh. but it's not adding like a second story to the game. Uh, it's pre beating Ganon. Oh, okay. That's weird. Yeah. So you don't need to have beaten the game to play the DLC, but you do need all four of the, the guardians. Yeah. Or yeah, divine beasts. Oh, divine beasts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to give too much away from it of it, but uh, if you loved playing Zelda, if you loved the actual gameplay of it, you're gonna love this DLC. Uh, the it, it's gonna scare you because the first thing you do is you go in and they give you this weapon, and the weapon kills everything in one hit, oh, which is awesome. What? But you also have a quarter of a heart. Whoa. And so, if anything hits you, you're one hit killed. Uh, it's super annoying too, because I didn't. I was like, I have food that gives me like. Oh, is, it, is that that hardcore mode they added or whatever, or is that something different? Something different. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so I was like, I thought I was being smart, and I used one of my foods that like gave me yellow hearts, like extra hearts. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it did it. It filled it up, and then it dropped it all the way back down to the quarter. Oh. <laughs> uh, so don't wow. do that. So you can't even use those. Right. Uh, but don't <laughs> let that scare you because it's a very small portion of this DLC. Huh. And it feels like it's going to be the whole thing. Um, and I, that's a little spoilery, but I think that's kind of a comforting thing to know. Um, yeah. There's a lot to this DLC, a lot more than I thought there was going to be. Um, so, yeah, I if you like the Zelda gameplay, there's more shrines, there's more cutscenes, there's more adventuring around places you haven't really checked out much that's cool so would you say since it is before defeating ganon should i should should we at least beat the game first before doing it you don't need to huh yeah uh since you don't need to i wouldn't say that you uh have to yeah the problem with that though is ganon is so easy to beat already oh okay <laughs> uh i wouldn't go in and try to get more stuff to beat him okay um, so so he's super easy by the time you even get to him. Yeah, so 
if you Ganon was one of the saddest like bosses I've ever beaten. <laughs> Basically, sucks. you can go straight to Ganon uh, beginning of the game. Yeah. Uh, I think it's first 15, 20 minutes of gameplay. You can go over to the castle and try to defeat Ganon, and you're gonna yeah. die. Um, you will lose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but you don't need any of the divine beasts to beat him. Uh, so what huh. each divine beast does is it drops his life by a, uh, I think an eighth. So if you get all four, he's got <laughs> half his life. That's hilarious because like that's the whole point of that game is to to get the divine beast to beat him. Yeah. Uh, so when you cut his life down to half, and then I overprepared because I thought it was going to be awful. Yeah. So I had tons of like uh, food that would help me out in the battle and <laughs> didn't need any of it really. Wow. Um, and so for that sake, maybe not do this DLC first, but uh, <laughs> it it's so it's. Even though it has to do with, like, that's where it takes place in the story, yeah. uh, it doesn't really matter if you beat it or not. Beat huh. uh, Ganon. It's a lot of fun. A lot more shrines, a lot more puzzles. Like I said. Because you could probably just load load up your safe file right before you get to Ganon anyway. Yeah. Yeah, you totally huh. do that. That's cool. Um, and plus, like, beating Ganon doesn't actually ever happen story-wise. Like, it's oh, okay. it saves and gives you, it, like, acknowledges that you beat it. Um, but there's no post game after beating Ganon. Oh, okay. So it's just like, it goes back to your save before Ganon is defeated. Right. Yeah. You, I think you load up right before entering, uh, the boss, the boss battle. That's cool. That's how, I mean, that's that's a lot lot of games. Yeah. That's a lot of Zelda games, how they do that. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I want more post game stuff. I love the idea that like I beat Ganon. I want to help like rebuild cities and stuff like yeah, that. Rebuild um, the world. I, I've always had that issue with the Zelda game and a lot of modern games is there's not enough cities. Yeah. I think Pokemon's just spoiled me because Pokemon, there are so many towns. Yeah. Uh, Zelda, there's like maybe five or six. And I'm like, this is a huge map. Give me more of <laughs> like people to talk to. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I, if you like the gameplay of it and not so much the exploring, but the shrines and what you do in Zelda, you'll love it. Um, also know that you don't get the motorcycle right away. I know a lot of people are really excited for their motorcycle. Don't. Yeah, I'm sure you ex- gotta find that. Uh, yeah. And that's all I'll say there. Uh, but you're not, you're not getting the motorcycle. Don't download the DLC <laughs> hoping to drive a motorcycle. So, did, so you got the motorcycle though, right? I do. Yes. That's cool. And it's did a ton you of fun. see, uh, I saw a video cause for some reason they've been able to mod that game, I guess, through having it on PC. Yeah. But, uh. There was a Sonic mod <laughs> for the motorcycle, and he's sitting there riding on top of a large Sonic. And so, whenever he whenever he hits the gas, Sonic's feet spin like that. Like that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, but he he rides him and holds on to like his ears or something, and then when he drives, the Sonic just like spins its feet. <laughs> I I wish that you could do more with the motorcycle. Yeah, I wish you could do like tricks, stunts. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it kind of reminds me. So, like, back in the day when I was a little kid, I played San Andreas, like, for Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. And literally all I did in that game um, for a long time was I'd find the fastest motorcycle I could and jump off mountains. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. that's basically all I did as soon as I got the motorcycle was find the tallest mountain I could find, jump off mountains. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I would, too. There's plenty of mountains and hills and stuff in that game where you probably could. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a ton of fun. I – it said something about fuel. And I haven't experienced that problem oh, yet. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, it said something about giving it fuel by putting items into it, but I haven't. I don't. I don't see a tank, and I haven't gotten huh. empty, so I don't. I don't know. I guess you'll find out when you get there. Yeah, 
<laughs> leave it to me to be like B button through everything. <laughs> Basically what That's happened. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, I finished it today. Uh, and I'm really glad that it, I was, I was like, God, I finished it for the podcast. And, yeah. um, I was just surprised by how big that DLC is. So I thought I was almost done and then I wasn't. I was like, no, <laughs> um, tells you probably, uh, probably like, like, like maybe six hours worth of gameplay. Oh, that's not bad at all. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and that's if you're really and, and hard. Cause I, I played a lot today and then I played maybe an hour, um, or two the last few days to get where I, where I am now. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I also have been watching Dragon Ball Super. Talked a little bit about that. So I didn't realize that it was English dub was like a new thing on VRV yep, or yep. whatever. <laughs> um, and the reason that I found that out was because it was featured, which makes sense while I was watching Ruby. Uh, so I am caught up on Ruby. Oh, I'm not. I need to watch more of that. Yeah, it is. It's so good. I I really like that show. And this season has been amazing artistically. Uh, graphically, I should say. Yeah. From the first couple episodes I watched, it was improved a lot. Yeah. So that's been a lot of fun. It's getting deeper. It's definitely not about, you know, schools anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm really excited to see where that goes. Uh, I feel like I've done more. I've also <laughs> watched Frontier. I actually think I forgot to talk about Frontier a couple weeks ago. So if I already talked about it, I'm sorry. No, I, I don't think you did, to be honest. <laughs> Good. Uh, I... I enjoyed it. It's a Netflix show. We talked about Frontier Season 1 when it came out. Uh, I watched that in like a day or two, I think. That's with uh, Jason Momoa, right? Yes. Yeah, it's about the fur trade, um, but it's very uh, dark and gritty about the fur trade. uh, And I I really, really enjoy it. But it is a Netflix show, and I say that to say it is an HBO show. (laughs) Uh, As far as content goes, very rated M for Mature. Or R. Yeah, hard R, for <laughs> sure. But my my only issue with this season, and I did enjoy the season. They're only like six episodes long, too, which is really nice. Oh, that's um, Or really bad, depending. It was really nice because I feel like I could <laughs> watch a whole show when I only watch six episodes. <laughs> um, my only problem with it is the ending. They kind of like retconned everything that was happening in the season. <laughs> and so you're back to square one in a way. And I was like, well, that's dumb. Like... Why did why did we watch this whole season if it was <laughs> going to end up back episodes. here? Yeah, I was like, that's a little that ridiculous. That is kind of weird that, that they would do that. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know the reception on it, but maybe there was something about season two that people didn't like or something. So Yeah. Uh, and that, that I'm going to bring it into the news story as well. Um, season three has been renewed, so that's good. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially because it, it obviously... Netflix... Needs to stop with the like cliffhangers for their seasons. <laughs> oh man, that was like watching Voltron. Every time one of those things ended, or yeah, there was another show that did that too. Where I was like, "Oh, okay." House of Cards nice. does it really bad. <laughs> um, and Frontier, it's like a mid-season finale, and they're like, "We'll see you next year, maybe." <laughs> maybe. Uh, yeah. What else was uh, Marco Polo did that, and Marco Polo was canceled. Oh yeah, I never I like how you to leave me like that. <laughs> That's crazy. And Netflix is cruel. Uh, <laughs> but renew for season three. Jason Momoa does an amazing job in that in that show. That's cool. I yeah. want to see more of his stuff. 
Because he was uh, only in Game of Thrones for like a season, and I'd only seen him in Conan and Justice League. And then I guess I did this backwards. I was so in the zone, so I'll do the rest of TV news, and then I'll go to movies. I was like, I'm missing something. Oh, oh yeah. you're right. All of movie news. Uh, Shelly, we need you. Joe, we need you. <laughs> Fall That's apart right. over here. Uh, Black Lightning's got a new trailer. Uh, part of the... I think it's... I don't think it's in the Flaro universe, but it is no. a CW superhero show. So I'm sure what will happen is he'll be part of Supergirl's universe or another Earth and they'll bring him in. Oh, yeah. Uh, but this trailer looks really good. It almost reminds me of a Netflix show. Yeah. Uh, it's dark and gritty. Uh, the actor they have for Black Lightning, uh, he seems to be like a really good actor just from the commercials. Yeah. Uh, what what I liked about that is um not I mean not that it was an issue really but the first trailer seemed very social justice kind of thing yeah but this one seemed more about him and dealing with this other character and I really liked that you know right. there's gonna be that there's gonna be that story arc with with these two going on so I, I think love that the was resurrection really cool. piece yeah yeah about the resurrection piece and the themes like that and stuff so I yeah think in the trailer Black Lightning is being resurrected everyone thought he was dead. Yeah. Uh, and so the villain has a whole little monologue about the resurrection. Yeah. Um, kind of neat for, for Christians out there. Yeah, I, I thought that was really interesting, too. I'm excited for this show. I don't understand how cartoony the logo and the suit look. <laughs> yeah. Because he seems so, like, tough and, like, dark and gritty. And then his suit looks like if Bible Man got CGI. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if bible man yeah yeah um, I mean, he's definitely an older superhero i think so i think the logo fits but yeah i do see what you mean with with the suit and everything yeah it, it almost seems a little goofy um, Yeah, it seems a little off but the other than that the effects of the lightning and stuff look great oh yeah i really like the effects of the lightning like going up and down his body and stuff i was like okay that's pretty cool yeah so it was just a costume yeah you can see it like going up his neck and stuff like that i was like that's crazy yeah and he's, I assume, powering the suit yeah. with his with his light, electricity. With his lightning picks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I imagine <laughs> he was just like, I could power this with my, my abilities, so I'm going to get some LEDs going on in my, <laughs> in my suit here. Uh, <laughs> but going into the movie, the movie world, uh, me and LJ, we've all seen this trailer for Mortal yeah. Engines. Uh, I guess that debuted with The, the Last Jedi. Or, yeah. Uh, I didn't see it whenever I saw the trailer for The Last Jedi. No? Okay. I mean, personally. I actually saw it probably not even 30 minutes before we got on Skype. And I was like, right. oh, what's yeah. this? It's, it's from Peter It just Jackson. hit YouTube today. Well, yeah. Uh, uh, Monday, for those yeah. listening. And I was like, wow, this is kind of cool. This came out of nowhere. Yeah. I don't know why it reminds me of Waterworld, but it kind of has that feel to me. It's got that, like, I mean. It's got yeah, kind of steampunk. It's, it's, yeah, it's like the this different world is like the the theme of it, you know, like Yeah. It reminds me also of uh Mad Max. Yeah, yeah. It's like vehicle warfare on a huge scale. Yeah, it was that was really cool to see cuz it looked like almost contained and then it kind of expanded through that little trailer and I was like, "Oh, wow." Yeah, apparently this is based <laughs> off of a book. Uh I have not read the book. I kind of want to now. I didn't know it was based off a book. Yeah. Uh Peter Jackson is producing it, so that's yeah, so, fun. <laughs> I guess it's only right. I mean, he's taken a book and turned it into a movie before, so if anybody could do yeah, it, it's him. Exactly. 
Uh, we'll see. I, I'm hopeful for it. I, I like new ideas, and this is definitely one of those newer ideas. I think yeah. – I'm pretty sure this trailer is said the beginning of a saga. Yeah, so um, there's that easily says there's going to be more. Yeah, I thought that was uh, a bold choice for them to, to decide to go with that. Yeah, like right off the bat. I mean, because like, really, it's gonna if do it, well enough for sequels. Oh, okay. Yeah, because if it doesn't do well, they, you know, they won't continue it. But I think the it, saga yeah, it ends. Is, it is pretty bold. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Paramount has re- given release dates to a ton of movies. Uh, the first one that caught my eye was GI Joe, coming out March twenty seventh, twenty twenty, and everything else is past that. So we got a yeah. ways to wait. But I almost I don't know if this is a GI Joe reboot or a sequel, because the last yeah. one was kind of a reboot. Oh, yeah. Once they killed Channing Tatum, like, five minutes into the movie, it's like, okay, they're not playing around now. It was like a soft reboot, yeah. I was like, It was yes. more like G.I. Joe, The Expendables. Yeah. It was really strange. Yeah, because then Bruce Willis was in there out of nowhere. Yeah. You're like, why is <laughs> yeah. Bruce Willis a G.I. Joe? Yeah. What is this? Uh, <laughs> so, I don't know. I would assume that this is a full reboot. Because yeah. they're trying to do their own shared universe, I believe. I think that's a thing that's happening. I don't know, though. Uh, yeah, Micronauts. That, it used to be a thing. I don't know if Micronauts... I don't know what they are. I'm, I'm assuming a toy of some form. Yeah. Because it's all Hasbro. Yeah. All Paramount <laughs> owns is Hasbro, so they're doing everything they can. Um, October 16th, 2020. So you're getting two movies in a year. That's pretty pretty big yeah. um, for Paramount. And then Dungeons & Dragons, I'm excited for, July 23rd, 2021. If done right, that could be really cool. But yeah. if done wrong, it could be really bad. Actually, I think there has been a D&D movie that was really bad. That was really bad, yeah. <laughs> uh, I I could see Dungeons & Dragons be a really cool TV show. Yeah. Uh, makes you think of, like, uh, Shannara Chronicles. Oh, yeah. Uh, so as a whole movie, I don't know, but you just get Peter Jackson to do it. Yeah, because with D&D, it could be very, like, Monster of the Week kind of thing. Like, yeah. you know. I mean, they wouldn't, to me, like with D&D, it's like, I mean, I haven't played D&D, but to me, the cool thing about D&D, especially hearing you and Shelly talk about it, is that you're sharing all these different things that happened this week. And uh-huh. so for, for a TV show, that could be really cool. Like maybe all these things that are happening each week are connecting to some bigger season finale. Mm-hmm. But at the time, it's like, okay, you just know that, okay, this is their adventure this week. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. How to fit Dungeons and Dragons into a movie when it's yeah. something that like you spend hours and hours on in real life. <laughs> yeah. So we'll we'll see. And then there's also an untitled Hasbro movie coming October first, twenty twenty one. When I first saw that, I thought it was Has was Hasbro United in the show notes, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, there's that Transformers and GI Joe crossover that we wanted. I want Cobra Con so bad. <laughs> that, Cobra Con Alliance. That would be amazing. So I uh, actually with – it was Transformers 3 came out. I was so convinced because Iron Man had been around that time. We had yeah. seen the Marvel Universe coming together. And I was convinced that the G.I. Joes would make an appearance on Transformers 3. Don't know why I thought that. But I couldn't enjoy the movie because the entire time I was waiting for G.I. Joes to come out. <laughs> and then there's the guys, the military in that movie that yeah. come down with the parachutes. And I was like, it's them. Yeah. It's the GI it could, Joes. It, it really could. You could just replace those, like when they come down with those parachutes. They you could just have. hear. You could just hear. Can you smell? <laughs> what the, <laughs> what the I rock was is so annoyed with like they, they dropped down, and I was like, "That's not GI Joes. Why is it GI Joes?" 
The whole movie, I was waiting to the very end. I waited for end credit scenes, hoping for G.I. to never happen. So Hasbro, or uh, I guess you could say knowing was half the battle watching that movie. Yeah. (laughs) No joke. Uh, And then I didn't put this in the news, but uh, we did talk about last week where we're like pretty positive that Fox was going to be bought out by Disney. That did happen. Uh, And so just kind of an update to that story. Uh, We had mentioned that uh, Fantastic Four was not going to be part of that deal. Yeah. Uh, It's coming to the news that it is part of the deal. Yeah. Which is very big because that means they didn't just buy it from Fox. They bought the rights from someone else. Yeah. It's it's the 20th Century Fox studio in particular, I think. And then some of the the sports stuff, I think. And Mm -hmm. uh, what was it? I think The Simpsons was a part of it. They got a ton of it. I'm pretty sure they own Firefly. That could be really Oh, cool. yeah. That was a big thing, especially in the Geeks Under Geeks community group this week. Everybody's like, yeah. oh, my gosh. <laughs> I want to see Firefly uh, as movies, expanding yeah, universe cool. style. Um, yeah. Because you, you can't. Star Wars. Right. And after Serenity, uh, you really can't go back yeah. to that old cast. And yeah. so I'd love to have movies where, you know, Mel shows up for part of it or something. Yeah. Um, and just expand that universe a little bit. But. Yep. Uh, cool. Disney owns a lot now. They said another th- big thing. Uh, a lot of people were worried about Deadpool. Um, I would have been okay with a PG-13 Deadpool. I know a yeah. lot of people are like, that's I would have too. heresy. But I think it would be okay. Um, Disney <laughs> is keeping uh, Deadpool rated R. And they are yeah. making more movies. Yeah, because I think the things they said was that it would be good to have, you know, uh, give the Marvel a rated R franchise. Yeah. They kind of, they're always trying to expand and I think it yeah. gives Disney a reason to do that. And I was thinking, too, like, it's not the first time that Disney has made something rated R. Daredevil, Punisher, uh, all of those Netflix shows are yeah, Disney. Yeah, I guess that's really true in a way, yeah. A lot of people think of the mouse, and they're like, oh, they don't do rated R stuff. He's and it's innocent. Like, well, they do. You usually just don't see Disney, yeah. like, stamp to it. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, in truth, Mickey would probably be jumping down there with the Avengers and fighting uh, Thanos, too, if you really wanted <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want a Guardians of the Galaxy Star Wars crossover. Oh, that'd be so cool! Even as a cameo, would just be wonderful. Then, the, then the opening crawl could be in a galaxy not so far away. Yeah. <laughs> the only issue with that is that it's a long, long time ago. Oh, not so long ago in a galaxy not so far away. <laughs> yeah, last week yeah. in a galaxy next door. <laughs> um, uh, but it would be fun. I'd love. Yeah. I really think that, uh, you know, Star-Lord should almost, like, he should be looking into the barrel of a lightsaber, turn it on, and be like, whoa, and, like, throw <laughs> it away cool. or something. Yeah, or maybe, like, a nod or something would even be cool. Yeah, or, like, you see the Millennium Falcon, he almost drives it, and he goes, nah, and he moves on. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> so, uh, with that deal, don't didn't they need approval, some final approval from some organization? Yeah, I believe uh, there's something with the government. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they've got to, I think, kind of like, from what I'm gathering, it's a monopoly situation. Yeah. they got to make sure that they are being open enough. About it's it. like there's some kind of law where you can't buy so many companies for some type of amount of money. Uh, yeah. Because apparently, uh, I think it was AT&T and, oh, AT&T was going to buy, I don't know if it was. What they was bought Altel. Maybe yeah. Well, they yeah they did. Um, but there was some other. They were gonna buy somebody else out. But this government thing, they didn't approve it. Um, and no. so, oh wait, no. 
I think Verizon bought Altel. And then AT&T had to come into South Dakota, where I'm yeah. from. Well, it was AT&T and, and something. I think it was going to be... Probably way bigger, like a cable company. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Um, but yeah, they were going to do that, and it didn't happen because this it got turned down by this uh, government deal. Yeah. From what I've read, and don't hold me to this, I'm not an expert on it, uh, even if it doesn't completely go through, Disney just has to pay a fee. But it's yeah. millions of dollars, but it's a fee um, to make it happen. <laughs> They're like, oh, that last Jedi opening weekend? That'll pay for that. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll sell another Mickey Mouse t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. For 20 bucks. $200. <laughs> a Coca-Cola, six bucks. Uh, <laughs> uh, but that is our podcast for this week uh i hope you all have a merry christmas because we won't yeah we won't see you we won't talk to you until after christmas yeah i was gonna say happy new i was gonna say and happy new year but we'll be here one more time before the new before the new year so talking about all of our yearly favorites yep uh which is super exciting probably our yearly unfavorites too (laughs) <laughs> yeah. just favorites what's what's the word for that i don't know what we hated <laughs> yeah uh, that's a strong word but yeah <laughs> <laughs> what we wished was better there you go <laughs> <laughs> it's more positive yeah um uh, positive encouraging geeks and a grace we love you guys we'll talk to you next week uh the whole crew will be here uh i haven't talked to everyone else yet but lj try to get you in as well cool awesome cool um yeah love you guys uh lj where can they find you at you can find me on twitter at warheroLJ, and you can find me on instagram at warheroLJ. and you can also find me streaming on tuesdays on the geeks under grace twitch channel which is twitch.tv slash geeks under grace and uh, if you subscribe to us we have a sweet new little emoticon that is the geeks under grace logo so yeah that got approved uh, last week Cool. And you can find me on Twitter at Cody Armor and on Facebook at facebook.com slash armor Cody. Because I like to be difficult. <laughs> uh, keep gaming. Keep praying. God bless. Peace.